Hello there, I am Natalia Mello, and you're listening to the English Habit School podcast. English and the Bible, information and transformation. Hello there, dear friends, I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast. Lesson 12 for Thursday, I said Thursday, March 23rd. Today's title, Eyes on the Prize. Yes, keep your eyes fixed on the prize. Reminding you, this week's title for the lesson, Lesson 12, is Rewards of Faithfulness. As I said before, and I say it again, not your faithfulness, because we are faithless many times, my friends. You may try, but we fail. But God is faithful, and what He promised He will do if you hold on to Him. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, oh, change our hearts of stone, give us a heart of flesh. Every day we have to accept you as our Lord and Savior, but we will not give up. We will not give in because we know that your faithfulness will bring us through. And we keep our eyes on the prize, that which is, we shall be living together forever with you in joy and immeasurable holiness and glory. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The lesson begins. After Paul's conversion, he, he dove fully into the cause of Christ. Because of his education and sharp mind, he could have been very successful from a worldly perspective. Yes. Like Moses, Paul chose to suffer with God's faithful children and for the sake of Christ. He suffered beating, stoning, prison, shipwreck, hunger, cold, and more, as recorded in 2 Corinthians 11. <laughs> How was he able to endure all of this? Ah, you want to know the answer? Open our Bibles, come on, move it to Romans, yes. Romans chapter 8, verses 16 through 18. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. Amen and amen. Question, how was the knowledge that we, that he was a child of God a factor in his faithfulness? And how can this be a factor in your faithfulness, in my faithfulness? The value price Paul placed on the reward of the faithful is what kept him excited about suffering for Christ. Well, I don't think he was excited about suffering, but he endured that suffering. He wrote from prison, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Philippians 3, 13, 14. Let us see in the New International Version. It's easier to understand. Um, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, 
Yes, ah, much clearer. Question, how has this knowledge made you understand the factor that you can withstand suffering? Because you know that Christ has overcome it all for you and he will bring you through. So open your Bibles now to 1 Timothy. Turn your Bibles to 1 Timothy. Move it, move it, move it. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version. But godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 12. For we brought nothing to the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap, and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Amen. Question. Um, we have looked at this chapter already, but it is worth coming back to it. What is the crucial message in these verses, especially for us as Christians? From the biblical perspective, prosperity is having what you need when you need it. It is not the accumulation of possessions. Prosperity also is claiming the promise of God in Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Finally, prosperity is to be thankful for what you have in the Lord and trust in him in all things. God does not promise his children that they will all be rich in this world's goods. No, 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 no. In fact, he says that all who live godly lives shall suffer persecution. <laughs> What he does offer is better than any worldly wealth. He says, I will supply all your need and wherever you go, I will be with you. Amen. Then in the end, he will give his faithful ones true wealth and responsibility and eternal life. What an awesome reward. Well, I like very much the true wealth and eternal life. The responsibility, he can keep being responsible. <laughs> But I never heard about that. God is going to give us responsibility. <laughs> but interesting. Okay, it's open for interpretation. Focus, more focus. What an awesome reward. Near the end of his life, Paul was able to say, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but unto all of them also that love his appearing. Second Timothy 4, 6-8 May we all, through God's grace, be able to say the same thing and with the same assurance as well. Okay, I'm not I'm trying to be sarcastic because it's a beautiful thought. But come on, did he have to quote the King James Version in this? Because many of us cannot say it the same way as King James Version says, because only Shakespeare could speak like that. So let us see in the NIV, the New International Version. Come on, let us go there. Second Timothy. <laughs> 
I know, I know. Uh, I know, Virginia. Focus. But it's beautiful. Let us focus. Let us see if we can understand what it's written. Second Timothy 4, 6 to 8. It says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all have longed for his appearing. Amen. So it's beautiful. Any way you read, any version you read it, isn't it? Oh, make this your prayer, my friends. May we, through God's grace, be able to say the same thing and with the same assurance as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, eyes on the prize. This is Lesson 12 for Thursday, March 23rd. For more information, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look us up. Befriend us. Start following us. You haven't been doing it. I know it. So start following us. Believes UNESP. Look us up. Search us. Find us there. And also join our community group on um, WhatsApp. And also we are on Telegram. And you're welcome to join us and contribute with your ideas, with your information, with your comments. Thank you for listening.